0: Bringing a cell or gene therapy to market is an art. Hear Veristat thought leaders as they draw on their specialized expertise to offer insight on timely, relevant clinical development topics. Welcome to ART Podcasts, Advancing Revolutionary Therapies, a podcast presented by the Center of Excellence for Cell and Gene Therapies at Veristat. My name is Robin Bliss, Vice President of Strategic Consulting with Veristat, and working with our clients in cell and gene therapies. By training, I am a statistician, and my role is to help sponsors to develop efficient study designs and effectively plan and progress through their clinical development path. Today, I will discuss some considerations for use of patient reported outcomes, or PROs, in cell and gene therapy research. During this podcast, I will provide a definition for PROs, discuss PRO validity, Reliability and the ability to detect change, provide considerations when defining PRO endpoints, particularly within cell and gene therapy, and I will identify some additional considerations when selecting a PRO. First, we'll start with definitions. A patient reported outcome is a measurement based on a report that comes directly from the patient about the status of the patient's own health condition without comment or interpretation of the patient response by a clinician or anyone else. A PRO can be self-reported or can be interviewer-reported, where the interviewer directly records the patient's response. When a patient cannot respond to interviews or questionnaires, caregivers may provide responses to caregiver-reported outcomes through interviews or questionnaires regarding the patient health condition. These are particularly relevant for advanced disease progression or for pediatric patients. In some cases, both patient and caregiver reports may be relevant to describe a patient's condition. In considering the use of a PRO in a clinical study, the PRO should reflect material and content that matters to the patient, particularly with respect to the relative burden and symptoms of the disease and treatments, whether they be new or standard of care. While much more can be said on patient-focused drug development, for now, I will state that a patient-focused emphasis requires partnering with patients, patient advocacy groups, caregivers, as well as expert clinicians to ensure the content of select PROs are appropriate within the disease and treatment space. Once PRO content is established, the PRO would ideally be validated, reliable, patient-centered, and sensitive towards changes in that information over time. Within the PRO context, validity is the extent to which a tool measures what is intended. This can be further defined as content validity and construct validity. Content validity is whether the content covers the intended concept. Content validity is determined through comparison to other measures, PRO or otherwise, for consistency of information, evaluation of appropriate recall periods for consistently measured content, and consistent understanding of that content across a diverse group of patients. Construct validity is whether the material measured and the proposed relationships between questions and within subgroups of questions conform to a pre-specified hypothesis that exists and is relevant for the patient population. Construct validity is evaluated through testing a pre-specified hypothesis to determine the correlation and consistency of the results obtained from a diverse set of patients. The questions must be accessible and relatable to the target patient population. Reliability can be defined as the consistency of the PRO to measure the intended material in a consistent manner between questions within the questionnaire, and between responses when the same individual retakes the questionnaire. Reliability can be assessed through calculation of statistics, such as Cronbach's Alpha for subscores, or correlations of total scores to determine consistency of results within a PRO. When PROs are interviewer administered, Intraclass correlation coefficients can be used to assess correlation and stability of the items between reviewers or between retesting of the same PRO more than once. PROs must be able to detect change within the target patient population. A PRO tool must be sensitive to identify within-person changes measured as differences in score over time. The evaluation of PRO validity reliability, and ability to detect change is typically performed through the administration of the PRO tool to samples from the relevant patient populations, and the results are assessed for consistency between groups of patients and within participant over time. The assessments of validity, reliability, and the ability to detect change should be performed across at least two studies. The first study would be the training sample, to assess the related correlation and measurements of change within the patient population. The second study is the testing sample to confirm the overall consistency between samples, as well as the within-test correlation observed within the first study. Depending on the diversity of the targeted population, additional studies or targeted sampling populations may be required to confirm the PRO validity, reliability, and ability to detect change. When using an already established PRO within a study, it is good practice to compare the summarized sample results to standards and benchmarks if provided in the PRO documentation, assess the within-subject reliability, and the PRO ability to detect change over time to ensure that the PRO is appropriate and sensitive for the target population. When selecting a PRO for use in clinical research, one should consider what is appropriate to measure within the target population and how this may advance a holistic understanding of the patient experience. In the cell or gene therapy research space, diseases and disorders may be characterized by the deterioration of ambulation or functional movements, by patient pain and discomfort, by advancing symptoms, and possibly by slow progression over periods of time. There may be physical measurements, biomarkers, or laboratory measurements that can be used to demonstrate some quantitative impact on patient health. However, the impact of disease and experimental treatments on the patient experience may not be captured by such measures. PROs can provide a standardized method to capture whether patients are feeling better, are in less pain, are experiencing symptoms, or if there have been other changes to indicate deterioration or the delay of deterioration compared to what might have been expected in untreated patients. PRO-related endpoints can sometimes provide a measurement of patient impact sooner than would possibly be observed by waiting for a slow progression of disease and it can allow researchers to better assess the holistic impact of novel products and therapies on patients beyond the quantitative clinical markers. As discussed in a previous podcast on endpoint selection within the ART podcast series, in study planning, sponsors should identify appropriate endpoints based on the study objectives, consider endpoints in the context of clinical meaning and relationship to longer-term clinical development plan of the novel product, and ensure that endpoints are measurable within a reasonable amount of time to continue progressing against the clinical development plan. The required planning and consideration for PRO endpoints is no different. To sufficiently describe the PRO and related endpoints within the study protocol, researchers must first define the questions they are trying to answer, followed by how they will capture the information. It should also be clearly stated whether the PRO endpoint will be a primary, secondary, or exploratory endpoint within the study so that the instrument development and performance can be reviewed in the context of the intended role and appropriate statistical methods can be planned and applied. Endpoints must be measurable and defined within the context of the indication and expected disease progression. The endpoint should be derived from a single or predetermined set of criteria upon which the patients are expected to have some change in response to disease progression without experimental treatment or to treatment with the novel product. Consider a study where the population is non-ambulatory patients in an indication characterized by pain. A daily activity and function PRO measurement must correspond to their limited activity and must have sufficient sensitivity to capture changes, both improvements and decreases in capabilities, over time. If all or a large proportion of patients within the population fall into the same category of lowest function or feeling, the tool is not appropriate for measurement in that context. While comprehensive, patient-specific information is valuable, the endpoint must be defined through a standard set of questions so that summarization and analysis is feasible. If researchers use a questionnaire to collect patient response that has many open-text responses, for example, the specific detail of information collected would likely be informative in a patient-by-patient basis. However, the summarization of such information for more generalized interpretation would be very challenging. Researchers must understand disease progression over time to target specific identifiers of function, pain, symptom, or quality of life that would most directly represent the pattern of disease for the patients. The information must be standardly collected across all patients to provide a quantifiable set of information with which to measure the targeted endpoint. As we have identified in other podcasts within the ART podcast series, it is not always possible to execute a study with a concurrently enrolled control group, particularly when the disease is rare or there are no alternative treatments. In these settings, the measurement of the PRO in a natural history study can be valuable to understand the pain, symptoms, feeling, and function of patients without the experimental treatment. This is important both to assess possible improvements in feeling or delays in disease progression, but also to understand and identify any negative impacts that may occur due to the experimental treatment. Considering natural history studies for a moment, a natural history study may be retrospective where data are collected from existing medical records on evaluations and procedures that have already occurred or prospective, where contemporaneous data are collected on patients enrolled into the study. Within the context of PROs, if the tool was administered to patients as a part of their standard medical procedures, the responses may be available from a retrospective natural history study. If this information was not routinely collected, a prospective natural history study may be required to collect the PRO responses among untreated patients in the target population. If concurrent or a natural history control group is not possible, PRO endpoints can be measured as change over time within the treated sample. Such measures can become persuasive if there are differences that are sustained from the baseline period to the post-baseline period. In single-arm or open-label studies, there may be bias in the results due to patients knowing the treatment received and therefore responding differently on the PRO questionnaires. The use of PROs is still relevant, however, it becomes more critical to demonstrate that observed changes are meaningful, sustained over time, and identified in conjunction with improved physical function and or related clinical measures of disease progression. It may be tempting when using a PRO to dichotomize results for the measurement of an endpoint and categorize a minimally improved response as a success in order to reduce the minimum requirement for achieving that success. While some diseases may progress so quickly that any delay in progression is a success, for slower moving diseases and slow progressing diseases, minimal change over a short period of time may actually be expected. For PROs, as is true for all endpoints, the relative clinical importance of the measured change matters. Endpoints must be defined and measured in a manner that can quantify clinically relevant changes over time and identify differences between treatment groups as appropriate. I want to share some additional considerations as you select a PRO tool for use in clinical research. First, When selecting a PRO to support the related endpoint, how the questions are asked matters as much as the context. The questions should be phrased in an unbiased, non-leading wording so that the responses from the patients are as reflective of their experience as possible. Second, some validated scales have overall composite measures as well as subdomain measures. These should both be considered when selecting a PRO tool, as the overall measurement may be less applicable to a particular patient population than a more targeted subscale. In the context of studying rare disease, it's important to assess whether such measures are valid within the target population for the study, and not all PRO tools may be applicable depending on the severity of disease and limitations on the population. Next, I want to address that the language of the tool is important for consideration. Because PRO tools assess feeling, pain, symptoms, and quality of life, cultural differences are important for both the applicability of the measurement tool as well as the translation of language. Direct translations may not be appropriate and relative availability of translated and validated tools within the respective countries when selecting a PRO tool should be considered for international trials and for multilingual populations. If you are considering the development of a novel PRO to be used as a measure of efficacy in a clinical study, it is critical to obtain input from key opinion leaders and expert physicians within the disease space, patient advocacy or caregiver groups, as well as regulatory agencies to ensure it is well-tuned to the indication Measures parameters important to the patient community and can be sufficiently validated as previously described to demonstrate its reliability and sensitivity to change. Finally, while not specifically detailed in this discussion, I do want to note that PROs can be particularly effective and important for measurement of mental health and well being over time. This is relevant not only for mental health indications, but also as a source of wellness information for patients in other indication spaces. Patient-reported outcomes can provide an important dimension to assessing the overall impact of a novel treatment on patients. Appropriate application of PROs needs to be executed with clearly defined endpoints, measurable changes within context to the indication and expected disease progression, considerations for clinically relevant changes, and in conjunction with other clinically relevant disease-related endpoints. If you are considering the use of a PRO as a key evidence of efficacy in an upcoming clinical study, we encourage you to gain input from regulatory agencies to ensure the selected tool is validated within the target population will provide reliable results and will have adequate sensitivity to measure a treatment effect within the planned study duration. Before I close, I would like to point the audience members toward the regulatory guidance documents, particularly those available on the FDA and EMA websites, that will provide additional information on patient-reported outcome measures and related topics for study design and product development. These are a particularly important reference for our industry and will provide you with a lot of useful information. Art podcasts are intended to be brief overviews of complex topics. There are many additional aspects surrounding effective planning for a novel product, and we hope you will join us as we continue to discuss such topics in future podcasts. The Veristat team has extensive experience in cell and gene therapy trials and are actively involved in the field. I hope that this has been valuable to you. Please reach out through the links available on the Veristat website for additional information should you have questions. We will be back soon and hope to talk with you again. Thank you. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe on your favorite podcast player and look for our other Cell & Gene podcasts at cellandgene.expert.